Hey everybody, it's Braden at South Central, and tonight we have four students who are going to introduce themselves. I'm Katie, and I'm homeschooled. I'm Zach, and I'm a senior at Reading High School. I'm Autumn Friend, I'm a freshman at Western High School. I'm Dakota, and I'm a homeschooled senior. Alrighty, alrighty, happy New Year's Crossroads Farm. How are we doing? Doing very good, very good. Was it a white Christmas here or not? White. Very white. Very white, and now it's green. It's gone. New year, Green new, is a strong word. New planet. It's more gray. Okay, fair. I would say it's muddy. Mm. So gray and brown. <laughs> uh, okay, so speaking of New Year's, have you ever made a New Year's resolution? And if you made one this year, what is your resolution? Never have. I've done it for school a couple times, but never really like a, oh, this is my one thing I need to do this year. It's just kind of like do things and like I have like general goals set, like, but most of mine are academic or athletic just because I'm in high school. And so I guess do well at college my first semester this upcoming fall. Woot so, woot. Yeah. I normally don't, but this year I kicked it off by ending a friendship that should have been ended a long time ago. Mm, yep. Yeah, they never say New Year's resolutions are easy. Sometimes oh, no, they can be easy. hard for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what did we talk about tonight in the talk? The Samaritan woman at the well. The Samaritan woman at the well. Can someone give me like a quick summary of what that story is? Jew, Samaritan, don't get along. Jesus talked to Samaritan. Samaritan woman, not very well known in town. Goes to town, brings crowd back to Jesus. Right, yeah, exactly. That's perfect. So Jesus goes out of the way to go through Samaria, which is like a no-no, right? Mm -hmm. And he randomly, or not randomly, because he's Jesus, encounters a woman at the well who's an outsider, and he chooses this person to be the first person that he reveals his ministry to. Like nobody else, maybe his boy owes the disciples a little bit, but really this is the first person he says, this is my ministry, and it, he kicks it off here at the well. So she's an outsider. Who do you guys consider outsiders? Public schoolers. <laughs> Facts. Homeschoolers. <laughs> Battle lines are being drawn. <laughs> Um, my school sports are very big, and yeah. so uh, there's a lot of school rivalries. Um, and so there's things like that where guests are like outsiders. I mean, I still have some friends from those schools, mm -hmm. but like I don't talk to them basically ever. I used to go to public school, and I feel like everybody has like their group, and if you're not part of that group, you're an outsider to that group. Mm -hmm. So it just like... I might be an outsider to someone, they might be an outsider to me, it just depends. So we all have people we consider outsiders, depending on maybe our group identities. 100%. So maybe it's like the nerds, the band kids, the unpopular kids, maybe even the sports jocks. Um, how comfortable is it interacting with quote-unquote outsiders? If it's someone that your group or you consider an outsider, how comfortable is it to initiate a conversation? Depends on what we're talking about. Most of the time it's pretty uncomfy. If I'm trying to make a new friend, I always try to find something that 
we both might have in common. Like, yeah, we may be in different friend groups, but we might have one interest in common, at least, and we'll talk about that. When I first went to Western when I was in middle school, I didn't really have any friends, and then I met my best friend, Destiny, and we had a lot in common, and she's been my best friend ever since then. Wow, that's cool. I'm involved in a lot of things, and I'm a very extroverted person, no. so, <laughs> yeah, um, and so I'm very open to talking to people, like, I was in chess club, and quiz bowl, and I'm taking the hardest classes my school offers, but I also play three varsity sports, and I'm in choir, and I do theater, like, I'm very willing to just kind of do whatever, and so... It's easier, it's still definitely, there are barriers there, and, like, I definitely know, like, people who I wouldn't necessarily get along with if I didn't mm. take choir class or whatever, um, but it's easier to break those barriers just because I'm willing to, like, dip my toes into a bunch of different aspects of my community life. Let me push this proverbial envelope just a little bit further and say, in this context, the Samaritan women and Jesus, a Jew... They're supposed to hate each other, right? Mm -hmm. So if an outsider is someone who probably most likely hates you, how easy is it to talk to that person? It's not. Not one bit. So I think... I think there... Um, one of you guys had mentioned like becoming friends with someone you didn't expect, right? And so there are definitely some benefits to forming relationships with people who are different than you. What are some other benefits? I'd say for me, it's knowledge. You learn more. Somebody that you don't really talk to that much and don't share in common, you're able to pick up some good habits or be able to learn from them, different life lessons and everything like that. I think um, the difference in perspectives can uh, be very beneficial um because there are things that you would never know or understand or mm -hmm. get a chance to see if you didn't get an opportunity to talk to someone who lived a totally different life than you when you were a kid or right. whatever um but i think perspective mm -hmm. have you guys ever heard the saying that it takes like ten thousand hours to become an expert at something mm -hmm. right and so we're all decently young so we have allocated our 10,000s of hours to different things, right? So yeah. basically, I go into every kind of interaction with somebody new saying they are an expert in something that I am not in. And what mm. can I learn from that person, right? Yeah. And then the other thing you have to consider, like Zach was saying, is that everybody is fighting a battle that we have no idea about, mm -hmm. right? So that helps increase that level of empathy going into those tough conversations. Yeah. I liked what you said about the expert thing and just like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to think that way. Like you're going into a conversation with someone who is going to be more knowledgeable than you in something. Um, and so there's always something to learn. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. Like I recently started cosmetology school back in August. So it's like, okay, yeah, I go in knowing I know what I'm doing, but then I'm like, oh, no, I don't. Mm -hmm. Like, these ladies have, like, committed so much of their, like, time and efforts into 
that and I've learned so much from them, it's like, okay, now it's my turn to actually like fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was Einstein that said that the more I know, the more I know that I know nothing, right? Yeah. Exactly. So given all these cool benefits of forming relationships with these different people, what is what are some specific action steps you can take to form relationships with people who different or differ from you? I think being willing to try new things or like meet in the middle. Um, Because if you only stay in your lane and they only stay in their lane, it'd be very tough. And maybe you try something that they like and you really like it. Maybe they try something you like and they really like that. But a lot of times it's going to have to be finding new common ground or creating common ground, like things like that. Um, And so it's got to be effort um, on both sides. It's kind of like this thing. It's like it's pretty hard to move a couch on your own, but with two people putting effort in, it's a lot easier. Kind of agree with Zach. You gotta step out of your comfort zone. That's, for me, one thing that Crossroads has helped me with a lot is just being able to step out of comfort zone, be able to go talk to that student in the corner that's not willing to participate in something and try to bring them in, mm-hmm. just stepping out of a comfort zone. Me and my best friend, Destiny, we did the talent show last year, and we were both terrified, and we finally got on stage, and we did our best, and then we got off stage, and I did not want to stay up there any longer. Sometimes before you meet a need, you have to see a need, right? Mm -hmm. So we all have what I call friends by routine. Basically... They're kind of your friends or acquaintances just by nature of your routine. So maybe you walk from first hour to second hour the exact same way every single day. And you're like, oh my gosh, Dakota, I walk past you every single day in the hallway because you're always here at 8.59 a.m. Because I'm always walking this fast down this hallway at 8.59 p.m. or a.m., right? (laughs) Yeah. And so sometimes you have to like just switch up your routine. Like maybe there's another way you can go to the cafeteria, another way you can go in you know during recess or whatever you know what I mean and you just start seeing different people and different needs so that's one way where you can kind of expand your areas of meeting different people so what are some other takeaways that you guys thought of from this talk about the women at the well personally i kind of like the way that there's not really a grudge in between the Jews and Samaritans but at the same time there is and how Jesus is able to overlook that to be able to talk to them and not be able to I know on earth when say me and one of my buddies we have a grudge we don't like talking but God's able to overstep that and he's willing to put himself he's willing to be the bigger man and say that grudge right now we're not going to even think about it we're focusing on what's important I like what Jack said about um, the Samaritan woman being an outcast of the outcasts Mm -hmm. Um, and just talking about how Samaritans were the outcasts of like the Jewish culture. Um, And there's things about that all throughout the Old Testament and that's how they got to that point. Um, But then she was multiple times married, an adulterer, doing a routine 
out of her way so she can avoid others doing their normal routine. And so she was like the lowest of the lowest of the outcasts of an outcasted people. And Jesus, the King of Kings, Prince of Peace, all of these amazing things, the right hand of God said, I want to tell you about my ministry. I want to give you an opportunity to have eternal life. And it's never really clicked that way to me before. Like a lot of things like that have happened before. Like I've heard this story a thousand mm -hmm. times. Um, but sometimes that stuff just clicks on a random night mm -hmm. and you realize how impressive it is um, to know that Jesus was willing to save the least of these. And so what's stopping him from saving me? That's so good. Jack mentioned at the end of his talk using your platform and like, I was public school up until my sophomore year. So like, yeah, we would pray before a basketball game. My friend group, we would pray before we ate. But now that I'm homeschooled, it was like definitely harder to like use a quote unquote platform to be able to like share the gospel with people. But like lately me and my friends have been like big on social media. So we've been posting about that instead of like posting like random TikToks or Facebook posts because I check in every day for school and instead of posting pictures of something I use a Bible verse so like all my people that come and see me to get like their hair cut or colored they see that instead of a random picture offline. Do you guys remember what Jack said that the Samaritan woman did immediately after her encounter? She went to town and tell everybody about it. She didn't keep it hidden, but she saw something great, and she heard something great, and she wasn't going to keep quiet about it. She was going to go tell the entire world if she could. What kind of application do we draw from that? Don't hold back and tell everybody. No point in keeping it to yourself when he's bigger than just one person. That's good. Oh, so this is admittedly one of my favorite stories in all of the Bible. I think it's such a cool story from talking about the context of the um, rivalry between these two peoples, um, the type of outcast and outsider and how very low on the social ladder the woman was and just Jesus's willingness to meet her where she was and reveal his ministry and plan to her. I think it's just so incredible. So just going around, what is one last takeaway that you're taking from this story? Like I said, not to hold back. And even though I might not have an encounter with a lot of people or a lot of different people, still doing my best to not keep him to myself. One of the verses in... Um in the passage, it was John 14, or John 4, I can't remember exactly what verse, um, but it was when Jesus was saying, the people who drink water from this well, they will thirst again, but the water I drink, you'll never thirst from again. And it is a spring bubbling over the surface. And I think that is how we should view our lives. It shouldn't be when we need it, we need to go digging for our Jesus to give to people. It should be something that is bubbling over our surface and literally pouring out of our bodies in every encounter that we have. And so that's something I need to work on. But 
that's something very cool. Mm -hmm. Pop off, Zach. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> I hope Leah leaves that. <laughs> Please don't. I hope she does. I'd rather eat 10 saltines in 15 seconds. Oh, he said, that's my mama. <laughs> Dakota, Autumn. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that. No, I don't. It's not going well. Shut up, car. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Kind of mine would um, have to be Jesus didn't hold the grudge just because they weren't, Samaritans weren't people that Jews didn't talk to, but he was a bigger man and he said forget that grudge this is what's important about life this is what we're going to focus on period Audrey Beagle yes I agree with everything that's been said I agree with everything that's been said <laughs> <laughs> as you should perfect well, this has been such a great conversation, um, talking about the Samaritan woman at the well, her encounter with Jesus, and how it transforms her life forever. And I just pray and hope that um, this story will be able to transform our lives forever, and hopefully our listeners' lives, and all the people that we go and interact with um, for the rest of the week and the rest of our lives. So thank you for listening to the Homegrown Remix podcast of Crossroads Farm, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>